All right, well, I'm back. Howdy, welcome, welcome back. The full show today. Welcome not, back. Not just part, not just the final topic. And then leave. So there's that. I guess Nick Castellanos is about to bat, so probably should uh, keep our eyes. Let's eyes say on something. It. Let's say something controversial. So there's a home run. So, well, Bryce has not already hit a home run, so maybe maybe not. Well, I mean, controversial. How, how controversial do you want to go? Not, not very. I think. <laughs> well, we're you really don't want that home at. run, then. I think we're perfect. Not off of my books. Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that to be because of me. Um, Can I say he grounded he into a double play? So. so, well, I guess that's that's what I get. Anyways, it's been a heck of a week, honestly. Extremely busy over the last week, but uh, man, you're not wrong. Good to be here. Man. I should be here Wednesday. Uh, again, so no, I I definitely will be. Um, we'll we'll see. There may be some changes to come on on Wednesday in terms of time rather than anything. Um, just for the sake of some some help um, mm -hmm. on that front. Otherwise, let's just let's just do a show. I guess we should. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. First of all, 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give you. Love you, honey. I don't know why I still laugh at that every fucking time. Because it's funny. Yeah, but after about a hundred shows after, at this point, you know. I don't I was gonna say I don't think it's been a hundred with shut this. Shut up, dude. Okay, I've seen it at least times. At least for the last four year. months. Four months? I don't know. It's after, after the what? So hang on. After the championship four game, weeks, when we introduced it. Four weeks a month. So 16 weeks? Twice time. Two times. So that's eight 32 times. 32 times at least. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it a lot. That I will we've say. Thir we've 30 plus some, episodes, yeah. Some people in the comments. Jeremy's What's Arthur. Up, What's GC? up, man? Welcome, hey. welcome in. Good to, good to see you guys. Um, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, Cincinnati quarterback Ben Bryant has entered the transfer portal. Now, this is big because we talked about quarterbacks – Entering the portal, this guy has been known to sling the rock very well and very consistently. Yeah. Obviously, Scott Satterfield coming into Cincinnati doesn't really fit his system. Ben Bryant's going to find somewhere else to go. And let's not count out that he could find himself at a Power Five school and be a starter. This kid is legit. Again, can sling the rock with the best of them. I'm really excited to see where he ends up. I don't know what you guys think, but my personal opinion, I, I would, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what uh, what announcement he throws out in a couple, hopefully a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is this was a good quarterback last year for Cincinnati. Obviously, you know, trying to replace Desmond Ritter and and a lot of that the, the pieces that they lost from the team that made the playoff in in 21. And he didn't do a bad job and kind of, you know, kept them 
humming right along offensively and, and helped them to get to that point where they've won. I believe it was nine games in the regular season last year. Um, so I'm interested to see right now. There's no, I mean, he uh, kept them in the game with Arkansas. I think if it were, yeah. if it, he would have been out of that game and it would have been Evan Prater, I think they would have been probably blown yeah. out to be completely honest. Bad. He kept them in a lot of games and it came down to an injury. I think late in the year where Evan Prater ended up starting a couple games, really mm-hmm. that's what kind of knocked them out of the contention for the American athletic conference championship game. And the and the Cotton Bowl, um, yeah. But, so, yeah. you know, if I'm, mm, I, I don't want to speculate because I don't know anything about where this kid is leaning or anything like that. Nobody has yeah. an idea. But if I had to give a guess that I think would be really good, you talk about Power Five school that could desperately use a quarterback. Why doesn't he uh, head on south for the fall and winter? Go to Gainesville, Florida. I, I like him in a, a Florida Gator uniform. That would be a big get for Billy Napier because, I mean, yeah. he would be a better option than Graham Mertz and, and any of the, the quarterbacks that they have on that roster if, if they want him, if they want another option at quarterback. And, and you know, we saw him at, at uh, Eastern Michigan. We saw him at Cincinnati. He's not – exactly mobile he's not going to be the anthony richardson of their offense but he can you know extend plays mm-hmm. and you know really be a good passer for them which is something that they desperately could use i mean you saw how anthony richardson's completion percentage was last year on throws downfield as opposed to really close to the line of scrimmage that's going to be alleviated and fixed if you get a guy like bryant in there you know what i thought what his style fits a Big 12 offense. Well, mm-hmm. What's a Big 12 offense that just lost their starting quarterback from last year? The Pokes, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be a fit. I think he could work well in Gundy's system. I, yeah. There's a handful of options. I don't. I have no clue what his intentions are. I know he's from Illinois. He did Illinois, say he's open to his, returning. To Cincinnati, yeah, I don't, I don't see why he would not be the starter. I don't see any reason for him to want to return to Cincinnati. Yeah. I think he should move forward, find somewhere that's going to allow him to kind of show his skill set because Scott Satterfield's offense is not going to do that for him. Yeah, go somewhere where you can really show that you've got it. And I think that you you talked about a Florida. I, I think Graham Mertz is going to actually fit in pretty well for Florida. They've got some guys that are still some, some weapons and that's a, a place that, you know, I think he could have a really good shot. Jay-Z says Auburn. I think yeah. Auburn potentially work. I, I, I think, I think, um, Freeze wants think, Robbie Ashford right now. Yeah. I was about to say and Freeze likes to what he's got. I was right going to say he, my, mentioned that. if I'm Ben Bryant, my, my, Top three fits, I would say Florida, Oklahoma State, and I mean he could go to Illinois. Yeah. Go go back home. Or or Northwestern, even for that matter. Northwestern needs Northwestern a quarterback. Needs a quarterback. So there's a handful of options yeah. for, for Brian. Really just, I think he's gonna land on a It really just home. depends. It really I just depends another, on kind of you know the schemes and options and everything. Yes, of course. I, I another. 
I, I lean more towards Florida, though, just because Napier's already talked about potentially going to the portal. So I don't know that he's 100% sold on what they've got there. But yeah, he might not be. I mean, you never know. There's uh, there are multiple options here that I will that I will say. Um, I just want to mention this one because I think it's funny. Brady McBride is in the portal once again after transferring from Texas State to App State. Wow. Now he's transferring once again. Um, I hear that uh, Texas A&M Commerce needs a quarterback. So, uh, no, I'm, I think we're all right. I think uh, <laughs> Clint, I think Clint Dozell has his his okay. guy. So. No, I'll, I'll um, let you know more when I get out there at some point this offseason. I want to bring up one more transfer portal move because this is the second time this player has been in the portal this offseason alone. And that's Storm Duck. He transferred mm-hmm. over to Penn State, thought he had yeah, his I fit, can... thought he had his fit, and is now once again in the portal. We'll mm-hmm. see where he ends up uh, once again. It's, 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 you know, it's tough if you're a wine to, out there to find a good home, so – because that's what it, his name sounds like—a good wine. We have not seen him really I mean, make a play on the field yeah, yet. I mean, we just, we've seen him at, at North Carolina. He wasn't yeah bad, but he he wasn't no. good. I mean, that North Carolina was secondary say, was he, terrible last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. They needed below, a move. He moved. He was below and, average as a defensive back. Like yeah, he's he wasn't even average in my mind. I would put him in the lane in the lane of average. He was much better than what else was around him over there. I think that again, it's just one of those things Either where way. it's going to be I don't know where he's going to end up. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting to see guys continue to fall into the portal. Yeah. Um, and again, for a second time, like that that especially a second time now with this this second window opening up. Yeah. I mean, that kind of shows more of a pattern for the player than, than a team. So, yeah, you know, you could have blamed it on fit at North Carolina. If Penn state, mm-hmm. he went up there and a team that needed DBs with, with a lot of guys heading out and, and, not able and to. they're not even looking at him. So no. mm-hmm. I would say it's probably a work ethic slash just not, not good enough. I mean, he could probably make yeah. a really solid G five corner though. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, how much longer in the portal this time around? We got another week, right? It goes to the end of the month. Uh, that I don't know. I don't know what that no, second. I, don't rule I can't is. remember all the portal rules. Let so. me let me look and see if we can find that uh, day real quick. Hey, a court. Uh, it is. Lineman. It's transferring out of BYU, making. Yeah, it, it closes the end of the month, so it's a fifteen-day yep. window. Yes. So we've got another week, and then uh, once that closes, the musical chairs will cease Eventually. until 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 we get to November, December again. I want to move forward. Talk about a couple really cool moments I saw yesterday. Frank Solich was honored at the Nebraska spring game yesterday. Really cool, and and the first mm-hmm. play they ran was the uh, the old fullback dive. Uh, mm-hmm. So really throwing it back. Because Solich cool. was oh, a yeah. fullback at Nebraska before becoming mm-hmm. a, a head coach later on down the line. I believe he was the uh, successor to Tom Osborne. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Honestly, a legendary coach. I got to watch him a lot as, you know, a someone who grew up in Ohio. Got to watch a lot of OU games, Ohio University, for those who mm-hmm. may be confused. And um, enjoyed him. I, thought, I think he was a hell of a coach, and I'm really glad that he got to – 
be honored in return for the first time, I believe, since he coached. Uh, yeah, 20, yeah was, 20 years. I was going to say, I remember that it was pretty rocky when he left yeah. the relationship between him and Nebraska. So Def- Definitely controversial. Definitely. Well, yeah. it was because they, they got rid of him when he was still successful. It just wasn't mm-hmm. Tom Osborne's success. Yeah. And they – and that's they, that's they, a pattern. That's a pattern of success. It, it that, or a, that's a pattern. For, it, it's yeah, a conduct but, patterned by the Nebraska faithful to yeah. get rid after, of coaches after, who aren't a problem. And, after and Osborne, Solich got are. got canned because he wasn't having that get level of success, but was still successful. Yeah. And then they did the same thing to both yeah, players because, yeah, because was eight and nine wins wasn't enough. Yeah. And, and then and they, then and then they're like, then. we want that back. Yeah, you got to kind of know your place. Uh, also, um, yes, JC, the real OU. The, re- the real OU. That's a, back down in Athens, man. They got they've got something going, man. They were really the good real last Athens, year. By the way, they were really good last year, um, and mm-hmm. I mean, just just barely missed winning the MAC in, in the uh, championship game. So they they've yeah. got something brewing in Athens, Ohio. You know, Solich is another still thing the I saw. I was just going to say, Solich is still yeah. the all-time wins leader as a Matt coach with what he did yes. at Ohio. Yes, absolutely so. phenomenal stuff. The other thing I want to talk about, another cool moment, was uh, Deion Sanders uh, goes out on the field with a uh, Colorado super fan mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this woman, I believe, was in her 80s or 90s now. Um I've been watching watching Colorado games since she was a kid. Wow. Really, really got to love it. Uh, awesome. Coach Prime, man, we're going to be talking about Colorado's spring game later. And let me just tell you, the excitement around that program is has not been seen. Like, And not even just at Colorado. I mean, everywhere. I've Ooh, never seen games. so much excitement for a spring game. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ohio State pulled a lot of people for their crowd at the spring game, but it wasn't it wasn't like that. It wasn't loud. It wasn't chaotic i mean it also 40, wasn't flurries they had forty-seven thousand people yeah in the snow below yeah. freezing I, temperatures and had a bit we'll talk about it we i, I don't think boulder's don't seen that many people in god only in knows quite how long, long. Yeah. In it's, it's been a while they, they yeah. averaged just over forty thousand fans a game last year they broke gonna, their average and have had actually absolutely shattered what they've been uh getting over the last 15 plus years skyrocket uh but yeah it was it was 98 year old peggy copham and she was able she was allowed to take the opening kickoff that was really cool yeah no i I loved it he was also called the mvp afterwards good good i i'm telling you i I had the cane ball i have some thoughts Dude, stick around. You do. I'm, I'm go- we are going to get to this. this I was about to say, there's, there's a clip, and I, there's a I will clip answer somewhere this out there. there. There is a clip somewhere out there, but I'm going to come back to it because I, I, I saw a lot yesterday, and I have more to say following it. So we'll, we'll come back yeah. to that. I do want to mention uh, DJ Uyunglele had some interesting comments. and all- Could it have been a snub back to Clemson? His his. He talked about having a fresh start at Oregon State, really enjoying where he's at right now. And he said, in quote, I did not want to do what I was doing at Clemson. Is that a is that a dig at Dabo? Is that a dig at Brandon Streeter? Damn. I don't know. But could be. you can tell that 
from everything I've seen, you can kind of tell that he's just having more fun at Oregon State right mm -hmm. now. I uh, really, really enjoying the moment, enjoying where where he is, and I'm looking forward to it because remember his brother goes to Oregon. Mm -hmm. The uh, Civil the War brother matchup. This year. Uh, he call it, that anymore? Well, it's, <laughs> I don't it's think it's it still is, but I mean, civil you know, conflict every, is not. You can't call it civil conflict. That's Oregon UCF still. in Connecticut. Yeah, even people. But, in, yeah. Oregon still call it the Civil War. I was gonna say so. I, I know what it, they call it. I'm it, just saying it, it, some. This year, it quite literally will be because you have brother versus brother, like the the original Civil War was yes. back in the day. Yeah, this That's is funny. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I I like it. I think this is really, really good for him, and I think it, it's good for both parties and all included. Because remember, Garrett Riley comes in, you know yeah. who he wanted a quarterback. That's old number two. <laughs> And we'll use some bull predictions later on, mm -hmm. closer to the season. There may be a bull prediction for old number two down there in purple oh, and I orange. I couldn't imagine what that would be. Couldn't I imagine. imagine. We'll you better believe it. We'll see. Um, mm. But I'm looking forward to it. But do you do you think he was trying to fire shots, or do you think he's just legitimately saying like I, I'm looking, I'm enjoying this for what it is, and I'm I don't think it's I don't, get, I don't think it's I'm, intended shots. I think he's no. just legitimately saying hey i you know the the way that last season was uh the you know parts of the last two years didn't exactly go according to plan after you know what how what what was kind of expected of me versus you know after, after what we saw in 2020 and and then yeah. you know having that pressure put on then having somebody come in and, and basically usurp me even though they didn't do that much better last year at times you know i i think that he's happier yeah. he, he's closer home yeah. And legitimately is, is happy to be in, in Jonathan Smith's system and, and be out there on the West Coast. I think it's going to be a fantastic for, fit for him. And I don't think it's a, a shot at Clemson. He's just no. saying, I'm, I'm really happy to be here now. Yeah. Everything I've seen about DJU, like, that's not really his style to take shots at at Clemson or anything like that. He's a pretty humble dude. So mm -hmm. it, it would have come from pretty far out in left field if it was like, oh, uh, Clemson. Well, I sucks. agree, but all I'm saying is it's it's also odd to have a quote that says specifically, "I didn't want to do what I was doing at Clemson." Well, I mean, maybe I mean, there was a, a there long was something in the playbook that he didn't and care for. English is a convoluted language. It is. So. It maybe is. You're that's all I'm saying. Maybe, it could have been taken multiple ways. You may just be looking at this through your lens of Beamer Ball, and you think there's something there when there really isn't. I think that's oh, what I, it is. Hey, I think that's what. Hey, it is. all I hey look thirty one thirty says everything I needed to say. Thirty one thirty said everything I needed to say, man. I'm I'm all good. So, oh man, hey, it happens. <laughs> mm -hmm. But in all seriousness, I mean, good for DJ to be in a place where he's where he's happy and where he feels like he's confident enough to go out there and do what he's good at. So I I look forward to it. I think Oregon State could be a legitimate player in the Pac-12, especially yeah. uh, if he gets into the type of rhythm that I would expect him to. The NCAA has adopted three new rules into their uh, rule book. book. Yeah, I guess so. That would be what you'd call it. <laughs> The clock will continue to run after first downs, except for within the final two <laughs> minutes. Yeah, thanks. Within hey, the I, final... tried, I hit the mute button. It didn't hit, yeah. apparently. Well, 
apparently not. The clock runs after first downs, except for the last two minutes of every half. The They banned consecutive timeouts by one team. So icing the kicker Good. is only one timeout, and that's it. Good. And no more untimed downs in first and third quarters, which I honestly, once again, didn't even know that was a thing. So. I had yeah. forgotten. We, that we, we, talk, we talked about these being like some of the proposals. And as long as they didn't do the, the crazy XFL rule where the clock keeps running even mm-hmm. after an incomplete pass, nobody really had a problem with any of these three. Yeah. That, that no, well, there was no need to keep it running after an incomplete pass. I mean, don't change up no. the entire yeah. way, way you've always played the game. But also, do, don't go NASCAR on Fox with commercials. Yeah. They're not that bad. Look, I, I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, I've seen some things, and we can talk about that on the different on our other show. But mm-hmm. they're not a uh, they're not that bad compared yeah. to the old days, anyways. Yeah. So but here's what I'll say: I I think all of these rules are great. I think they were necessary, and, and and their goal of speeding up the game, I think it does just that. I think it's a good move, and I'm perfectly fine. I, I have no complaints, and I really don't feel a need to even have much of a discussion, but I do want to know what you guys are. Because, again, we talked about the four that they were proposing, and there was Mm -hmm. only one that wasn't even agreed with. I mean, I don't think this is grounds for much of a discussion, but it's just... Well, I've seen seen people that are, you know, taking the approach of, oh, you're changing the game because the clock doesn't stop after a first down anymore to get the chains reset. I really don't think it's changing that much. I think Well, it's not because you still have it. Yeah, in the in the times where it's really necessary, like, yeah, and yeah. as fast as these offenses are going, you know, you're going to see them go really still up tempo. They're just, and we saw Colorado's but, offense yesterday. Mm-hmm. They'll be they before the, they'll be going before the change reset to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. their their offense was, I quick, mean, they quick, were quick. as quickly as possible. As soon as they get to the line, everybody's set. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're yeah. going. You don't have time to set up, which. We'll be there's a reason why he later, brought in brought in the, the former Kent State coach on it. Sean like, Lewis. Yeah, yeah there, there's Sean, a reason Sean Lewis came in, and we'll again Talk part of our topic later, later, and we'll get to it. But there, uh, just know that that's going to happen. Garrett Riley's offense is going to speed up. Lincoln yeah. Riley's offense is going to speed up in order to like. It's funny because this is exactly how I run my offense in Madden and NCAA, like as soon as I get a first down, I'm already hurrying up. Like I'm, I'm yeah. mm-hmm. for the next play. I don't do it in between first, second, third down. Like there's no need, but every first down to keep the momentum. Yeah. I'm, I'm rushing back to the line. That's how I've yeah. always done it. Yeah. So I, I like it. I think that that's kind of the style that a lot of teams are going to try to add in. Mike, your offense at Penn state is very similar. It's one of those that, you don't huddle. You get to a line, call your, call your adjustments and and move, especially after first downs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't change for a lot of the ones that want it's to go fast, change. and it doesn't, and it does nothing more than help the teams that want to take the air out of the ball, like Michigan, Army, Navy. Uh, uh, didn't not Georgia Tech, Air Force though. Um, Oregon State mm-hmm. to a degree. I mean, any Utah. team that likes to play a game of. Really, Kentucky. keep the ball, uh, keep away uh, mm-hmm. to an extent. It, it helps. Too, it helps yeah. them, but it all, again, it also helps these other teams who just want to move fast. So I, I yeah. think that's a great um, rule overall. Honestly, I think it's yeah, perfect. And, and, I, I think they and, did it the right way. I think the I wish the yeah. NFL did it the way that this is. Is 
kind of the clock stops after the first downs, but I get why it doesn't. I'm not trying to ask yeah. the NFL well, to change a rule, but and, and and the thing about it is is that if anybody says that it's changing this fundamental like the game itself, not I at mean, all. May, maybe yes, a little bit, but it's also not like it's it's you know going to decrease viewership in crunch time when you've no, got it does, the, but the, it doesn't change the game at all. None of these change no. the game at all. Like yeah. if you're gonna ice a kicker, you're gonna get him on the first time out, nine times yeah. out of ten. I yeah. mean, the more chances you give him to kick the ball, anyways, uh, when you call yeah. these timeouts at the last second, yeah, the better chance he has of making it. Yeah, I mean, and it might also it, it might also allow coaches to, you know, try to you know use their timeouts earlier and give themselves one more final chance with the ball as opposed to saving it to try to ice the kicker yeah. when you get to that point. So, yeah, I think that there's nothing wrong with any of these. These are these are perfect. Perfect changes exactly as necessary without completely making up a rule just because you saw some meme league do it and you want to do it too. I, All right. Now, wait uh, just a minute. Now, wait a minute. No, XFL. the XFL is absolutely pathetic. I don't enjoy watching it. I watched I watched the fourth quarter. the USFL. I watched the – well, that, they both are bad. So, I watched <laughs> the last five minutes of the Seattle game against Orlando yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or San Antonio. No. Or no, St. Louis played Orlando. No, sorry, St. Louis and San yeah. and uh, Orlando because oh, mm-hmm. Seattle today. But they were talking. Yeah. That's all they were talking about was Seattle and how Seattle needs to give up less than thirty-four points. And I understand that. I'm not trying to act like I don't understand the the tiebreaker, the tiebreaker stuff. Yeah, like I know that's what it was for, but I just didn't enjoy the football that was being played. Like, there's a reason this mm-hmm. is basically a semi-pro league rather than the the real deal. Like. But did, did you see the overtime rules, though? I actually like the way that they do the overtime in, in the XFL. I, didn't, I, I don't know. They're in a, over, I've never seen an overtime game. In a, oops, uh, so. Remind me after the show. I'll send it over to you. you okay. can, we we yeah, can talk about it tomorrow, potentially. Was there an overtime game yesterday? Uh, not yesterday, but there has been, I think, a couple in the past couple weeks. Uh, okay. And we haven't had a... I don't know, man. I like, I, I like college football's overtime yeah. pre-two-point conversion. Yeah, I, I like I like that. So free penalty kicks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Spring games yesterday. A lot of them. A lot of them, but we're only going to talk about two of them because two of them really made a lot of noise yesterday for multiple reasons. We talked about Colorado. Forty-seven thousand people, strong, freezing, snowing, didn't care. Mm-hmm. They were there for Coach Prime's debut as the Colorado head coach. And what we watched yesterday has me excited about the things I said when this hire happened. I said that with the moves that are guaranteed to happen in the transfer portal and with Coach Prime being the way he is, four to seven wins isn't unthinkable for this team in year one. Yeah. Those are my my thoughts. I had other thoughts, but I I think that that I made it very clear what I think for year one. Nothing tells me that that can't happen after what I saw yesterday. I think the defense could have some issues. The defense looked very suspect at times in terms of their overall play. But I think it was also part to do with how fast the offense was moving. I mean, they were moving at a lightning pace. The defense wasn't even able to get set. But that's what you were here for. That's what you were watching. You wanted to see what it looked like. 
Mm -hmm. And when I tell you this looked as close to the game as you're going to get out of a spring game, this this was it. This was the game to watch yesterday if you wanted to see a football game. I yeah. like everything they did. They played a quarter um, of a normal scrimmage. Then they would do a little seven-on-seven seven drill, and then they'd get back to scrimmage, and then they'd do another seven-on-seven seven back to scrimmage. It was just back and forth. And while the seven-on-seven seven was going on, on the other end of the field, you would see offensive line and defensive line drills going at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was it was a good thing to watch. I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the little pregame mic'd up that we saw of Coach Prime asking somebody why he had only one sleeve on instead of both and saying, we don't do that in practice. Why the hell would you do it here? Like, I <laughs> I like that shit. I, I'm telling you, if there is somebody I really wanted to play for, not named Jim Harbaugh or Shane Beamer, Prime. this would be the guy because mm -hmm. he expects you to be on your – at your best, practice game, on field, off field, he doesn't care. You need to be, yeah, at your best mm -hmm. and doing exactly as as you're asked to do uh, for the program, for yourself, and for the team. And and I love it. I think it's phenomenal for this program. And once he gets everybody in who's really buying in and, and wants to be a part of that system, let me let me just tell you that. There might not be a more dangerous team than the Colorado Buffaloes by 2025. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Um, he, he's got it figured out, and he's doing everything in what, in my opinion, is the right way. And we talked about that. We talked about this, the super fan. He let take the opening kickoff. Yeah. We talked about all the fans packing the stands in a freezing, snowing, Cold, I just conditions that you wouldn't see a full crowd in, in majority of places, and they were there and they were ready to go from the beginning. I mean, from the time yeah. that broadcast started to the time it was over, they were there and they were loud and ready to go. I, I enjoyed. I thought what I saw from Shadur Sanders was phenomenal. I think he is going to be a legit Power Five quarterback, and yeah. While this team may go four to four and eight to seven and five, we're gonna we could we could be talking about Shadir Sanders in the top five of the Heisman race because of what he's doing for that team. I think their defense is gonna be what, what lets them down the most this season after what I saw yeah. yesterday. But we could be talking about him in the Heisman race, and we could potentially be talking about Travis Hunter. For the Heisman next season, yeah, they're, they're, those are two guys that I think have legitimate arguments when we get to late November next year to be yeah. in New York. That's all. I, that's all I'm going to say about players. I think this was a good, a good mm -hmm. precursor to what we're going to see in the fall. And yeah. I think that yeah. once what we see against TCU is kind of what we're going to get for the 2023 season, and that game. They may lose. They may very well lose to TCU. Game is in Fort Worth, going to be televised. They may well lose to the Frogs. Very possible. But the way it's they lose, close. the way they lose is going to show a lot. If that yeah. offense keeps them in this game and they lose 55 48, so be it. Yeah. Because that offense is going to win them a lot of damn football games. I, 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 the a comparison that I saw with what I was able to watch uh, yesterday 
I think back to how Arizona looked last year. They're going to have a really good offense. The defense is going to be what lets them yes. down. Like oh, you said. 100%. You Unless could, they even, can make some USC moves is in very this similar. portal. Right. Yeah. Unless they can make some moves in this portal, which let's not count them out. <laughs> no. They can. And mm-hmm. from what I heard yesterday, because he wasn't shy about it, they remember, he ain't hard to find. Oh, yeah. um, they had a lot of guys in the portal there for that spring game to see what it was all about. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. be surprised if in the next couple of days we hear some commitments. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. there's some defensive playmakers on that side. Yeah. I would not um, be surprised if getting is. in there because if if that is the case, I I will that, say as that well. four that four would be a failure. If they can get some guys who can play corner. Remember, yeah. there we're asking these guys, and we also didn't see a specific player, Jimmy Horn Jr., uh, transfer mm-hmm. from USF. Didn't see him yesterday because uh, due to so, a, some hamstring tightness, I think, didn't want to risk it and good for them. But we saw um, – oh, man, what was his name? Uh, Mont- Montana Lemonius Greg, I think. Yeah, that's um, yeah, right. What was his name? I, I can't remember if the second name is what I'm I'm struggling with. He was really solid, though. Travis Hunter was, I mean, kid's a freak athlete. What do you expect? I mean, he was great. Mm-hmm. All, all I'm saying, this – and the Colorado defense was fast. The front seven, mm-hmm. they were yeah. they were something. Yeah. It was the corners. I, and I don't yeah, know if I it's think... the athletes or they have a receiver, but remember, USC has those athletes. Yeah, UCLA had them athletes, and I don't know if they're going to be the same. Oregon has those athletes. Mm-hmm. There are still some question marks. So, I I think part of it as well is bit. there was a little bit of a scheme change there on the defensive side of the ball, so that might be a part of it. Whereas on on the offensive side of the ball, you had more players who were familiar with um, Coach Prime's. Coach Prime's offense when they transferred in from Jackson State, so that I mean that could be. that's absolutely fair. But this isn't yeah. Coach Prime's offense; this is a Sean no. Lewis's offense. Yeah, yeah. That this is not even the same offense they ran at Jackson State. This is yeah, something yeah. totally different. But and, it's it's Montana Lamonius Craig. I, I think that's what you Craig. Said. Okay, I said Greg. Craig. So, but yeah. I was right on everything. But the final, the, but the, the Craig. Very, but one yeah. letter. I was good on everything else. Craig. Um. This Colorado team, I'm telling you, I've said it multiple times. If things go the way I I think they're going to go, because nothing says it shouldn't, the way I've watched that spring game yesterday and the way I've seen everything be handled, this team's going to be a legitimate contender and probably a yearly playoff contender starting next year. And from there on until he decides that he's moving on, and I think the only place he goes from Colorado – Tallahassee. That's all. That's the only other yeah. place. So Colorado's there and here to stay. Um, in my personal opinion and what I what I think. Do I think do we think deep down Coach Prime is feeling some pressure? Um, obviously a confident guy, but different than the league that he just came from. I think I think not. Um, I think this from everything I've seen about this uh, faculty for, uh, at this university, they're willing to give him the time that he needs to do it because they know 
what he was able to do. The instant success at Jackson State, while it was there, it it wasn't immediate. Like they didn't just go straight mm-hmm. to this celebration bowl contention every year. They were yeah. they, they struggled year one. Year, they had yeah. a rough year one, and but then year two, year three, once he got the guys in, it was it was game on and moving forward. I think that's the same thing this year. This year could be a four and eight year if if things don't. And that's a worst case scenario. For, they they mm-hmm. can go four and eight this year, but then turn around next year and be an eight or nine win team. And nine wins has potential to get you into the playoffs based off of the chaos level of the year. Mm-hmm. I I will say, I think he might, but it's more so from himself. If if there if he does feel pressure than anything yeah, else. Yeah, I think so because it, it they again the, the university's made it obvious. I mean they're they're bought in to him. So it's not like Yeah. And and like even the media is like this is gonna take a year or two. Like it's very rare when you see the media doing that. Where I was gonna say, like we look at last year and, and everybody thinks the precedent now is Sonny Dykes at TCU and it's not because it doesn't yeah. just work out that you walk into a place and have two legitimately capable quarterbacks, where one gets hurt and the next one steps up, and you and you move on, and, and you get him a Heisman candidate. Yeah, I mean, it's just it doesn't it doesn't go that way, ever almost. Yeah. And so, to look at this pressure, I think potentially there are some, but I think the pressure really doesn't build into anything until until next next year, really. And as for if they expect wins now, I think more than one. Like they've had the yeah, best I, 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 I think more than the what they've seen, but they've combined for I th- what I think three they or four do. or five wins since twenty twenty. I think if yeah, they, they have not had many. I think I think they expect wins, yes, but I do think they're also still relatively understanding. To a point, I mean, it, look, this is a program that I think the record is uh, 69 and 135 in the last 15 seasons. I mean, they have not been good at all over the, They've over the last. They've struggled since the early 90s when they won the championship. No, I mean, they haven't won. They haven't won eight games at once in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't. Um, they had a 10-win season in 2016, but exactly. outside of that, it's been – like under 500 pretty much every other year for Colorado going back. Correction, they've been years. under they've been under five wins. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I was wrong. They've been under five go, wins. 2005, the last time they Since finished uh, with seven wins or more outside of 2016. Yeah, so I think they understand where they're at, but I think they do expect to win. I, I think they expect to at least be in contention to go to a bowl game. And believe me, if they are six and six, they are going to a bowl game because that's that that's media. ESPN would for sure want them 100%. in one of their bowl games. I think it does. I think it does, and only because they, if they come at home, that might be well, might be well, different. I mean, but the I, thing about it is, is we got to look. I don't at their think schedule. they're going to get blown out. It would really I, I don't, depend on who their opponents are. There's only one game that I see them legitimately with a chance to get like 
completely blown out in a game, and I think that that would probably be Utah. I don't think anybody else has a defense that if this offense is as legit as they looked yesterday, and I'm not talking about it's it's easy to say that against your own team, but the reason I say what I say about this offense is because it was consistent and, and fluid constantly. It, it wasn't it wasn't failing when the ones were on the field. It was it was flowing. It was very consistent. It looked like they've been doing this every single day. That is something that cannot be overlooked and something that will stick around in the regular season when it when it yeah. is actual mm-hmm. game time. So and, here, and here's I have a hard time. Ties on the road. Yeah, the I was way. just about to say so, that the so, thing about it is the way the schedule works out this year. The only team they might get blown out by at home, and even then, I just don't see it because of the way that their defense is. Is USC? They've got Oregon State yeah, at I, home, I think, and Oregon State's got a really good defense, but I don't think that's going to be a blowout. I think that that's going to be it's a, going to a, be big, a close game. I think, I think Colorado USC could be a game that ends up 45, 38, 55, 52. Same with Colorado Arizona. Uh, that's another home game for them. Yeah, I, I think I think the hype will stick around because, again, it normally takes a couple years for that to really just die off, especially with a name like Deion Sanders. But I think as long as, yeah. as Deion Sanders is there, I don't see any way that it does just completely fall off and and nobody ever talks about Colorado and nobody has any, any expectations. I think as long as he's coaching – he, that's going to follow. And um, yeah. so I think it'll take a while before that falls off, but I, I don't know that it will ever fall off because, again, I, I think this team wins. Right now, I, I, I have them sitting five and seven. I'll be, I'll be straightforward. I have them sitting at five and seven. A couple extra moves on the defensive side of the ball, and that turns into six or seven and, and five. You know, I mean, that's yeah. so – it's tough to say. I'm not. I don't know enough about Colorado's fan base, but if they're that excited year one, I don't think it's just going to drop completely unless it looks exactly like last year, and it already isn't last year from so, from this. My mom grew up in Colorado. She has supported the Buffs even when they've been bad, even if she doesn't really watch them, just because we're not in Colorado or anything anymore. She said that she's actually really excited to see what Dion can do, and she thinks that this is going to be probably the first time since they left Colorado back in the late 80s, early 90s, that Colorado's been relevant. And I I think she's right, because that's about 30 years ago when they won that national championship. And and Jeremy says, definitely a rare situation. Many times those struggling programs start Mm -hmm. winning first, and then fans start showing up. This is, as you said, the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed 100%. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I have this team, like I said, playoff and not even playoff, but national championship contention by the year 2026. This is a team is what that, I think it's going to be. This is going to be a team that regardless of who they're playing, you're going to want to see if you can find a game. like You're going to see Colorado not relegated to Pac-12 network seemingly. All, all year long. There's going to gonna be a be... lot of Pac-12 after dark games involving this Colorado, Colorado team. Yeah, FS1, and there may be a lot ESPN. of there. Yeah, any chance any team gets or any network gets to put Colorado on their TV time on their airtime, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's a oh, guarantee. Yeah. I, so I would be surprised if twelve after the Pac-12 dies. I would be surprised if Colorado goes 
anything less than maybe anything less than ten games aired on national TV would be stuff I was, shocking to I me was, because I don't think Pac-12 Network might get one or two, but that's kind of what they're obligated to. I, w- I was thinking three at most, maybe four. So like eight or nine games that would be on. Well, I'm sure they'll Pollock. get their Colorado State game yeah. uh, aired on Pac-12 Network or something like that. I'm, I'm sure. The Nebraska game is is not – it's a home game. Uh, but oh, that's the, good. No, that's going to be on TV. Yeah. 100%. The, the, the TCU two. game is on the road, so that's obviously obligated to to be not on Pac-12 Network since it's a since it's a, a well, and not game. only that, but TCU's a, a team from the playoffs last year, Week One. TCU's you bet your ass they are. Ten, fuck's sake! Sorry. Anything beyond? I, maybe, so if, if I had to guess, if, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, Colorado State. And even then, there's a little bit of intrigue there because that's the first time that they've played the the Mile High Showdown in in a number of years. Rocky maybe at Arizona showdown. State, maybe Stanford, uh, and I, I that's three. And I mean, there's at least some intrigue for me on every single one of the rest of their games in some form or facet to me to put it on an, an ESPN or Fox. So what I was trying to say a minute ago. Sorry. Now that I've got the thought back, is that they will not put a former a defending playoff team on anything other than a national TV station week one, mm-hmm. and really for the majority of the season they're not going to be on anything other than national television, um, unless they yeah. fall into a level of mediocrity or fall out of the playoff contention. It's how they do it. I mean, that's how it always has been. They normally flex it at that point. Yeah. Um, but the ultimate plan, obviously, for the first couple weeks of the season is going to be TCU on national airwaves until yeah. it until it's otherwise. And if Colorado wins that game, that week one game against TCU, week two is a guarantee to be on national TV. Probably going to be on Fox following mm. big noon kickoff. Yeah. Because it's in Boulder. They're not going to play it at noon. And then they'll probably – if they win that game, they're probably going to stay on national TV until until they lose. And then once they lose, it'll probably be back and forth. But that's just the way that's the way TV works. I mean, they want the yeah. the teams with a lot of eyes and a lot of hype to to be there. And Colorado's definitely found themselves in that spot. They're definitely not going to be lacking lacking any kind of money. I mean, their spring game was sponsored by Aflac yesterday. No yeah. other team has had a sponsored spring game like that. Yeah. Um, no other team has had but, their spring game on ESPN proper, taking away from NBA playoffs, NHL playoff action for, for a spring game, no less. Yeah. Um, you know what? We can talk about this because I haven't gotten a chance. Um, and you did. It is Arch Manning. I don't think and we you, did even talk about it. I, I, I don't know, say, but I know. We didn't really talk about it just because. I and, and I appreciate it because this is why I like when we have people in here that comment and let us know what you want to hear because – a lot of times if we're going and we don't get any comments, we just kind of do our usual topics and move forward. This I like because he struggled. Let's mm-hmm. be real. He struggled heavily yeah. in that first game. I mean, they bad. became to keep track of his ID. So, I mean, we know he's <laughs> – we don't know what he can do with the football yet. But in, in all seriousness, I think that what, what we saw in the spring game is just – 
again, that's his first taste of college football. Yeah. Very first chance he gets. And he struggled. And he, and he split time with Malik Hornsby, which he was a backup to KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. So if that tells you anything. It's that he's also not very good. Um, so I think that it was obvious that Quinn Ewers was going to be the starter. It was easily, um, easily it was the worst kept Ewers. secret in Austin. It well, yes, because again, everybody wanted Archman to have that potential and that opportunity because and even of the name, when, because of who he is, and that's yeah. perfectly fine. But and even when Sark came out and said that before the game, like, oh, it's an open competition, like no, it wasn't an open competition. Really we all knew it not. wasn't because Quinn, Quinn Ewers was so damn good last year. Mm-hmm. It would take a generational, and I'm talking. Even even better than Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, better than any of those better guys, than Burrow, to walk in and just take that job from him. Yeah, it's not going to happen. He's yeah. he's going to be the starting quarterback until he leaves, and there is no question in my mind about it. The the plan uh, was all for Arch to come in and redshirt that first year, and then yeah. I don't know I I don't know other than just people that want to stir up stuff or have something to talk about because they don't you know, do their jobs well enough like we do in the uh, non-playing season, if you will, that they've got to have something to get clicks and eyeballs on. So they made a controversy where there really wasn't one in Austin. Yeah. It was always going to be Quinn Ewers is our starter, then Arch Manning redshirts this year and, and has a, a chance for it as he continues to get better, at, you know, once Quinn Ewers is off and going to the NFL, which could be his – as early as next season, because he's going to be a, a true junior this year. This is his third year, but I, I think he would. And if he plays well enough, and if he plays well enough and finds himself in Heisman race, he very well could, depending on the market for quarterbacks next year. Because we don't really know what that looks like. I was to say beyond Drake May and, and Caleb Williams, I mean, it's really wide open. Yeah, but I mean, you could argue that Quinn Ewers has the better pro potential than either of them too yeah yeah so i mean it just, it just depends but for for all i know right now on arch manning i think that it's not something that, that needs to be made too big of a deal of he wasn't going to yeah. be the starter to begin with but yeah he struggled and it ultimately led to malik hornsby getting a lot more playing time in that spring game to my knowledge um yeah or to my recollection and it just We'll see what it turns into. But speaking of quarterback play being poor, Alabama yesterday was bad. Yeah. Alabama, Ty Simpson and um, Jalen Milrow Mm -hmm. were bad yesterday. Uh, Very, very solid on the ground. Dual threat quarterbacks, of course. You would expect it. Man, I have not seen Alabama quarterbacks play that bad in a long time. Talk about a team that could use a quarterback to come in, that could throw the ball. We talk about Ben Bryant. <laughs> Who knew that he could come in and potentially be the best quarterback on the roster from the, yeah. the minute that he gets on campus? I mean, let's I, let's be real here. This was borderline pathetic yesterday. And Nick Saban, yeah. I talked about Alabama not being the favorite this year going into the season because of this quarterback situation. Man, was I proven yeah. right yesterday. This was yeah. This was something I've never seen. I mean, you've never – Walked out of an Alabama A day, if you will. That's what they call it. Yeah. Never walked out of it without knowing Under Saban, that somebody was going to be the favorite, whether it was a Bryce Young, a, a Tua, 
uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. I mean, you can go back to yeah. Blake Sims even back in the day. Yeah. Jake Coker. I mean, you never walked out of their A-Day without somebody being in front. But, man, yeah. we did yesterday because neither one of these guys looked good. Ty Simpson no. wasn't good, and he's slower than Jalen Milrow and was doing the same things Jalen Milrow was doing. So I yeah. would say that if anybody's the favorite, it's Milrow. But, man, that leads to a very slippery Ooh. slope because if they play as many close games this year as they did last year, that that whole argument of 10-2 and two becoming 7-5 and five is a reality next season. Yeah. Not even just a thought. It is a reality for this team next year. Now, I know Notre Dame had their spring game yesterday. I didn't get a chance to see it. How did Sam Hartman look? And do you think that with – I didn't you know, see it. I honestly Rogue? don't know. Okay. Well, I'm I know there's sure highlights available. Every, uh, I heard some fantastic. things about Tyler Buckner being good, but – I don't believe uh, the, that he's the reason I ask is if if Hartman, you know, is still, you know, not necessarily thrilled with with his offensive coordinator. The reason he transferred over there, going to Alabama, you know, he still has time if he wants to, you know, hit the portal himself. And yeah. you know, Alabama would love to have somebody like Sam Hartman coming in right now oh, be, after what we saw thrilled. yesterday. They'd be thrilled. All right, let's talk about this for a minute while we have. Yeah. That was the final thing about Alabama. I wanted to say their quarterbacks were bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, once again, because I'm a Penn State homer, my perspective may be skewed. What are the national thoughts on Drew Allard? Well, I'll tell you exactly what they are. He's fitting into the exact same offense that Sean Clifford and uh, Trace McSorley have run mm-hmm. over the last handful of years. And he may be the best of the three, in my opinion, at least. He very well already has shown – some real flashes of being one of the best quarterbacks in Penn State history. I'm talking about above, you know, the Kerry Collins and the Daryl Clarks even. Daryl Clark is one of my favorites of my lifetime at Penn State, so that's one that I'll No offense yeah. intended, but um, definitely a step up from Clifford. I think he will be. I think he'll be an easy yeah. step up. I mean, this we I've talked about it multiple times. I'm going to say it once again because of what I saw yesterday from Penn State. Um I think it was yesterday. I, I can't remember. It was, I, don't, I don't believe it was yesterday. But what what I what I've seen of Penn State, I don't think it was yesterday. So it was I'm, last I'm, week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was last week. Um, what I saw from them, no, no reason to believe Drew Aller one won't be the starting quarterback. No reason to believe that Penn State, come the final week of the year, will not be in contention for the Big Ten championship. Uh, whether or not it's because they beat Michigan or they lose to Michigan. Um, I think they beat Ohio State. They get Ohio State. No, they get they go to they Ohio Mich- State. They, Michigan, 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 Michigan wide out. Ohio State. Uh, Although that may not be. It may be another stripe out. They might be wide out. Do maybe that West shit Virginia. To me again. Do that shit to me one more time. Actually, go ahead and do it. Do it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> look, I. I don't care what it comes down to. Bottom line is going to be that I think I think the Penn State is going to be if this thing doesn't work. Let me, yeah. Anyway, the 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 bottom line is I think Penn State comes in is contending for the Big Ten championship in late November. Whether or not yeah. they're going to win it is going to determine on whether they beat either Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah, and the result of that final game of the season between them two. It very it's easily be, could be a tie break. We could, theoretically, 
be talking about this. Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, three-way tie for the Big Ten East, mm-hmm. where whoever wins, whoever beats Penn State moves on. With these other two teams sitting just outside the playoffs in five and six, we could be talking about three Big Ten East teams contending for playoff spots. Yeah. Something that we haven't even seen from the SEC. No. So we were close this year. The Tennessee hadn't. From, I'm talking. Well, I'm talking about division wise. Yeah. Um, True. Nick Singleton's phenomenal. The fact, yeah. fact that he's going to Keytron Allen with, too. The fact that he's going to split time with Allen's going to hurt him in the Heisman candidacy. Mm-hmm. But Drew Aller, another guy that I think mm-hmm. could be sitting. Penn State has possibility to be sitting year. in New York in in December. So. They've, they've it, got this is a really good, tough, good team the big this year. ten the big ten east as a whole is dangerous i think it, mm-hmm. the look let me just tell you one thing right now i so there's a lot of pro football focus stuff out there and a lot of espn fpi out there 84 percent or yeah 84 ohio state to win the big ten after they've gotten their ass kicked two years in a row by michigan Really? Start getting your start getting your bets in on Michigan or Penn State this year. Start no, screw that. Put put that shit on a bulletin board and make sure that everybody in Ann Arbor gets to read it every single day. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you right now, state college places like that, especially with, uh, no, I'm telling you know, I mean, right now in Ann Arbor because they've won two years in a row and they've won mm-hmm. walking away mm-hmm. two years in a row, not a single yeah. game within one score, yeah. and yet. Not even a, a slight bit of respect to be even over, even at fifty percent at this point. I mean, come on now. There's no no reason for that not to be the case when Michigan's bringing back all of this talent. That everybody said it in 2022 is more reasonable. Well, it was just one year, you know. They lost Aiden Hudson, David Ojabo. They're not going to do it again. Well, they just did it again, and guess what? The talent returns next year, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no excuse for for that. To even be what it is. Look, we know we know Ohio State's a team that's been a perennial contender since the year 2000. We know. Well, probably not 2000. I think that's the year that John Cooper got fired. But 2004, 2005, 2001, 2002. I mean, every every year they've they've had from the Jim Trussell era on, they've been Mm -hmm. a national contender. Good. But a team that's made the playoff two years in a row, a team that's beat Ohio State two years in a row, and a team that's won the Big Ten championship two years in a row. Should have a lot more respect than just a measly sixteen percent, or whatever the number is. That is yeah. that is pathetic. And not only that, you're not even giving any respect to a Penn State team, who I think has just as good of a shot. Yep. If I'm being honest with you, I think the the numbers that they should be having right now, Maryland, Rutgers, and Michigan State, Michigan State oh, maybe five percent, okay, and then from there, I would say thirty five percent Michigan. 29% Penn State and 28% Ohio State. I'm sure that math doesn't equal 100. I don't care. The bottom. No, that the that point, allows for that allows for a little bit of percent of a chance for the others. That stories, allows but. for the slight percent, but it, it'll probably maybe one percent Maryland. 36, 29. So that puts you at 65 percent plus mm-hmm. 27 percent, 28 percent. No, it puts you in the 90 percentile. So yeah. And that gives you right enough. Look, yeah. all I'm going to say, it, there's there's no reason those three teams shouldn't be within five percent of each other. Yeah, I mean, within ten percent of each other. Out of the, the three, 
out of the three, I have more concerns about Ohio State than anybody else in the Big Ten East outside of uh, – um, And that's the fine. That I, I don't expected, have a whole but... lot of concern. They don't have their quarterback situation answered because obviously we didn't get to see Devin Brown in the spring yeah, game in, in, due to the injuries. finger procedure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But even then, uh, Ohio State has some concern, and that's fine. But all three of these teams are going to be legitimate contenders for not only the playoff, I think that the, the – who. They're going to be tested going into the playoff, whoever it is. They're going to have a real shot to win a national championship this year, whoever it is. Yeah. It's not going to look like the Michigan team that walked in and played TCU or Georgia the last two years in the playoff. It's going to be real, real stuff. But and, – and I I understand that, but they've been beaten. They've been beaten two years in a row, and they've been yeah. – absolutely they've been destroyed two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, the Michigan's controlled the games. They might even lose to Wisconsin this year. Out of out of the out of the two games that the past two years, I think Ohio State has maybe controlled the game for three of the eight quarters. I'd say the first quarter a little bit more so in twenty twenty one, and then Michigan really just flat out. I'll give them the first. The I'll give them the, the first quarter last year. They they definitely had the first quarter last year. They had up until we, up until the Cornelius Johnson touchdown. I think they yeah, were in control. I was of that just saying that. I was going to say, outside of those two plays in the first half in last year's game, the first half was theirs. That's why yes. I say three of the eight quarters. Yeah, no, I agree. So, they, look, they're Ohio State is a national favorite because mm-hmm. of their name and because of who they are. Yeah, that's fair. That's reasonable. There's no yeah. nothing I can say that. that but if you that's why, watched, that's why Alabama you, has such good odds this year. If you and, have and you watched, really don't like that. If you have watched the sport for the last two years in depth and have watched these three teams, you would know that the gap has closed a lot more than fucking 70%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot closer than 70%. There's no reason for 70% to be the difference between first and second big 10 championship odds. Yeah. Ever. Bottom line. I mean, that that's all I'm saying. And I'm not, that's not, doesn't even say the East that is big 10 championship odds. Yeah. I don't. I don't even want to know what they think the East looks like. I really yeah. don't. Um. So yeah, I mean that, that's that's the bottom line. But as for your question, Penn State national championship contenders this year, I think is on. If they're the ones that come out of the Big Ten East, they are. They are that team. Yeah. If they're not, they're really then, close. Then yeah, I mean they are. But the window is going to close because Michigan and Ohio State are only getting better and, and recruiting at this high level now that, that Michigan's even doing. Yeah. I, I don't know what Penn State looks like as of right now in terms of the twenty twenty four rankings, but I know they're kind of they're close, but I don't know that they're let me see for more green team rankings. Twenty twenty four Penn State is number eight. So Top actually 10. not bad at so, all. Yeah. yeah. Not bad at all. And uh if you're looking, if you go on the 24-7 sports and go on here, the team in sixth, they're cooking right now. <laughs> they're cooking right now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, not wrong. And you're, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, until, until Ohio State stops recruiting in the top ten, they're probably going to be that team. Or until Michigan and Penn State start really recruiting the way they are, which – yeah. Again, 
Ohio State first, Michigan third, Penn State eighth. And even teams, then, I'm... teams up there in that ranking right now. Let's just read the 2024 top 10 for a minute. Okay. I was Ohio say... State, Georgia, Michigan, LSU, Florida State, South Carolina. That's the team I was talking about. Sixth place, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Penn State, Tennessee, Florida. Where's Alabama? 17. Number 17. But they're going to rise. They only have oh, six yeah. commits, but they've oh, got yeah. three fi- five stars already. So, I mean, they're, they're yeah. going to rise. Alabama's coming. Oh, yeah. Let's not act like they're not. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be what it's going to be for the, you know, that's the truth. Um, I think when we get to the end of this, I think it's going to look more like Ohio State sitting at two, maybe three, probably behind Alabama, probably behind a Georgia. I think Michigan's probably going to sit there in that top five to ten range. The way it's looking right now, usually it doesn't fluctuate a whole lot, but it still Mm -hmm. has room to because a lot of these teams still have 15-plus scholarships to to give. So, um, you know, it just – it's the way it goes. And yeah. I, I agree with you on what you're saying, Jeremy. That it, it they're going to get the benefit of the doubt, but the the bottom line is they they shouldn't be getting the benefit of the doubt. It should be you should show it as if the, at, with a legitimate every, shot that every every team has here. I'm not saying Rutgers needs a 10 percent chance to win the Big Ten. No. I mean, we know that's not happening. Yeah. But to say that Wisconsin isn't even going to be a contender, yeah. To say that. Michigan and Penn State are 70% off of Ohio State right now. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic when Ohio State's been beaten by Michigan and Michigan's won the championship the last two years. That's that's what I'm trying to point out and what I'm trying to make yeah. clear is that I just wouldn't listen <laughs> to it, to be completely honest. There's no Agreed. need to. Agreed. Um, but Ohio State, wide receiver you. That, I will give them that. I'll give them that due mm-hmm. on the spot. You have to. Anyways, now that I've done my full-on uh, rant about multiple things, whether it be Colorado or anybody else. Uh, <laughs> well, before we go, I think we got one final question from Jeremy. Uh, so it looks like, who is the surprise team? He says of 24, I wonder if he means this season. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Of the, for this season, the surprise team that I think we're going to see You really can't say LSU, but I think that there's a whole lot of people that aren't really thinking. Uh, there's a lot of people that aren't looking at LSU, but they're they're yeah. gonna be they're gonna be they're talking about. Surprise. I think. Yeah. Um, Florida State's in that conversation. Florida with LSU State is as a well. lot of people talking about them though. Is the difference? Yeah. So LSU here's what I think. When, when he says surprise team, my Out thought goes to like the a North TCU Carolina, last year. the TCU, yeah, TCU. Yeah, the North Carolinas, the TCUs, the um, the Wake Forests, even a couple of years yeah. ago, any yeah. of those. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about surprise teams. A lot of people are talking about. A lot of people are talking about a lot of teams. I guess. Um, I'll, I'll give you one, but I, I think there could be. I think there could be another surprise team that comes from the state of Texas this year. It's not going to be the Frogs. It's not going to be Texas. My eye is really on Texas Tech. I like what I've seen from Joey McGuire, and I'm not just doing that as an overreaction for 
thinking that how bad they were going to be last year. I they they surprised me last year, eight wins, and they're just getting better. I really do believe that they have the potential if they get you know good quarterback play like they've had the last couple of years, and even last year they won eight games and they had to rotate three different quarterbacks. You know, if, if they're able to just have the starter be uh, Morton, or if they're uh, going with uh, with Shuck, uh, I really like Texas Tech's odds to to compete for the Big Twelve title. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but I, I really think they they could surprise people and coming out of nowhere. Okay, so a team that could be like TCU last year. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about that, I think I would go. I think I'd say Oklahoma. Uh, TCU came off of five and seven, went to the playoffs. Oklahoma six and seven. I think they have a real shot to put themselves in contention. I'm not saying they're going to get there, but Oklahoma this year I think has much better odds five, than what they five, did last year. Five of their losses last year were by single possession. Well, look, they, this they, isn't they Scott Frost not, coaching them. This is I, I'm not saying I'm Dabo not saying Sweeney that I'm 2. Just, No, I'm not saying um, that. I'm saying that they were really close and they were not nearly as bad as it felt like the record showed last year. I think they would be more than capable of making a turnaround because the reason I come back to that is TCU 2013 was a very similar team with a lot of close score games that didn't go their way, and then they turned it around and nearly made the playoffs in 2014 in their yeah. when they went and won the Peach Bowl. Another team I think is going to surprise some people, um, you know, is I'm going to go back to the Big Ten, and I'm going to say Wisconsin. People aren't talking enough about this Wisconsin team and what they brought yeah. in and, and how they are going to be much different looking than what they just were a year ago. This is going to you be son of a bitch. That was one of the teams I was going to. This is going to be a lot more like. It is going to be a more spread out. We're not going to have seen this type of a team at Wisconsin before. We're not going to see what yeah. we are looking at this year. And I think that Wisconsin has a chance that they're going to be a nine or ten win team. You know, they're going to pull. An upset. I, I've called Ohio my shot State on maybe? the Ohio. I've called my shot on the Ohio State game earlier in the off season. I think that's mm-hmm. a game that potentially causes some problems. Yeah. The only other team I'm going to say, I'm going to say one more team. They have a quarterback coming in that I think is really good if he can stay healthy, which is the big issue he's had big his entire career. You know where I'm going? I think so. Go ahead, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in the ACC is a team that I think really has a shot to mm-hmm. kind of own the uh, chaotic coastal division that we've seen over mm-hmm. the last few years. And ACC I mean, I not having have, the divisions this year, oh, so the, yeah, they, oh, they've got yeah. the they've got the even the, then. Uh, even then, I think Pittsburgh. A lot of teams think they're gonna look at Wisconsin. A lot, a lot of people are looking. By the way, JC. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin's my team in the West, and no question yeah, about it. I, I think they Iowa should be the is team a team that everybody's overreacting on right now, but I just don't, I don't see it with Iowa. The, I, their I offensive know. coordinator doubled down on a dead offense, so they've got good, I mean, pe- good pieces coming in, but the offensive scheme I, not changing is why I don't necessarily buy them. Well, I think it worked with some talent, but yeah, I, the problem I have, is they don't have it. Yeah, I had two that came to mind though. Um, Georgia Tech might surprise some people the way that they hit the transfer. I actually portal. really like that. I really the, like that. The the momentum that Brent Key built at the end of last year. Yeah. Like, he was four and think, four. Yeah. yeah. Georgia in his Tech eight games. Yeah. Watch out for them as a sleeper in 
ACC. I, I I'd say I'd say let's tap the brakes on them being a sleeper, but I definitely think they're a bowl yeah. team this year. I was gonna say they're not six they're seven not, wins. They're not going anywhere near the ACC yeah, championship the way I think yeah. I, I was talking like Pittsburgh could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Georgia Tech. I I really like them as kind of like BJ with Texas Tech. I, mm-hmm. I really like what they could do. Yeah. What's your other one? Then my other one was Duke. Oh, Duke for that, sure. Yeah. The, the way that Elko recruited last yeah. year. So and, it's. And uh, I didn't the say way that, that for Elko a reason. Recruited, but... uh, Riley Leonard looked fantastic last year. Like, I watch out for Duke as a potential. Week Week One, Duke Clemson is one of the games already that I'm I'm hyped up for. There's there's still no Georgia Tech does not no. run the the wing tee anymore. They haven't nope. since Paul Johnson retired. I was gonna say they they the uh, triple option. They have since modernized their offense. Um, Even John Heisman would be proud of the revolutionary ideas that have come through. Uh, hey man, at, at Bryce, Atlanta, Bryce Owl is legend. Their, Look their at recruiting that. class wasn't that good, by the way. Uh, it was 56, 55. Uh, in For Duke? I thought it was higher. Duke. It was, it was okay. number 55. Um, but what I will say is that. Even then, like, there's a reason I, I didn't say Duke, and it's because one, Mike Elko's a damn good coach, and two, I've been riding their dick for a year now. Like, <laughs> let's, let's not let's not act like I you're, haven't. You're welcome for vindicating the Duke D. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, let, let's not act like I haven't been sitting here saying that Riley Leonard has a yeah. chance to be in New York this coming. Yeah, week. I've said this about a lot of quarterbacks, by the way. I don't think you guys have noticed. There's a lot of guys. I, no, that, I have. I think, I have. Mm-hmm. I think have the potential to be there, but Riley Leonard is a guy that I think is a dark horse to find his way to New York. I'm not saying he's going to be there. Maybe but he's one of those that if he sleep that. if he sleepwalks, you know, as a sleeper, quiet, really good year like Drake May had last year, mm-hmm. and end up in November and they're nine and three, and Riley Leonard's got like 50 touchdowns on the year. Probably going to New York is all I'm going to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all. I, that's all I'm going to say on that. But I, I do like it. I think Duke's a team that nobody's talking about, but they're a team that I've talked about way entirely too much. We were going to think I'm a Duke fan by the time this is over. <laughs> but um, they're, they're legit. I will I will agree with you on that for sure. Can with I that said. one more that I just thought of? Yeah, go for it. I hate myself for doing this, but Arizona, the <laughs> way that they've been improving every year, uh, under under Jed Fish, like every year they've looked so much better. It's not necessarily because of recruiting. It's just they've they've been building up that much. Like they're and the Pac-12 looking down this year potentially. Like watch out for them to all I, make some uh, noise in about, the Pac-12. I all I will say anything. is. Jaden Delora, all pack goal quarterback potentially. By the has way, a chance. I hate myself for has a chance. School. Um, pretty solid, probably second team all pack twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. been that good, and he played that well last year to mm-hmm. really kind of have that kind of talk for yeah. him. Um, it's gonna be tough for good, him to crack that list. There's a lot of good list. quarterbacks in the pack twelve. Delora, I mean, Penix, Williams, Sanders, should Sanders, Rising. yeah. Dante Moore. Right. I mean, let's yeah. stop forgetting Dante Moore. If he become, if he is a starting quarterback at UCLA, yeah, 
that's ooh. he's going to be one of those freshmen, man, that just steps in immediately and, and could be really good too. So Jaden Rashada at Arizona State camp, maybe. Sorry, I mean <laughs> ASU didn't. He looked decent in the spring game. I'm still yeah. pumping my brakes. Like I like oh, yeah. what Dillingham is doing, though. Yeah, I'd be slamming him. <laughs> like that Frenchman didn't do in my NIS race earlier. <laughs> Anyways, it's always um, the French. Oh, yeah, he was not waving a white flag. Um, <laughs> anyways, no breaks. That being said, I think that'll do it for us today. That's uh, everything that we had on tap for today. Yeah. Oh, we do older. have another show Wednesday, though. Yep, we'll be back on Wednesday night at, we're going to go 5.45, but it could potentially be a little earlier if we can make it happen, um, just for time's sake. Then we'll be back tomorrow, of course, uh, Loudmouth Weekly at 6.30, as always. Um, That'll go before the Turn 2 Terribles podcast, where you'll find our friend Jeremy Zarcos, amongst others, talking on Monday night. So, uh Look forward to uh, seeing that and seeing what they've got going. Appreciate appreciate you tuning in, uh, Jeremy, and leaving comments. I anybody who does is is always welcome. Uh, thank you guys yeah. for listening on Spotify. All the support lately, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with weekly Wednesday for more Loudmouth CFP.